So, Rebecca, I have a question for you. Uh, someone wrote in and asked us a very interesting question about whether or not clients should or should be allowed to record their own sessions. Oh, interesting. Um, and I, I, as a fellow therapist, I, I thought we could talk about it. What do you say? That sounds really cool. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist and a professor. Who are you, Rebecca? I'm Rebecca Bloom. I have a private practice in South Seattle. I'm a licensed mental health counselor. This email is from patron Ashley. She says, hey, Kirk, what is your opinion on a client recording their own therapy sessions? The sessions go so quickly that I don't have time to internalize what's being said. And when I go back and listen to the recordings, I pick up on things I didn't realize at the time. Also, when I listen to the sessions, it's very relaxing for me. Do you think the therapist would find this to be objectionable? So I assume that she's not telling her therapist. Oh, Lord. Recording. So what are your thoughts about that, Rebecca? <laughs> you should definitely tell your therapist Why? that you're recording this session because it's their content. And I think a lot of people fear what would happen, you know, what are you doing with it? What happens when you record it? Are, are you listening to it with your friends? Um, so I would definitely tell your therapist. I don't think that's le I don't actually think it's legal to record something without the knowledge of the person you're recording. I yeah. mean, that's why we get mad at our government. Well, I'll, I'll go into some details on that. But what would the actual paranoia, a reasonable paranoia be? that you would have if suddenly you found out that a client you've been seeing for the past few years has been secretly recording every one of your sessions, what, what would be an, an actual fear that you would have? Uh, that, that could somehow get used against me. Like in what uh, way, exactly. Uh, like if they were ever going to file a complaint against me, they would use the recorded info um, as evidence or something. As evidence. I mean, also, like, you know, are they sharing it with their friends who aren't in therapy and that person isn't going to therapy because they're listening? Right. Meaning that they, what do you mean? Meaning that is someone else besides the client listening to it. Yeah. And then that's breaking confidentiality. Right. For, for the client. But if the client but, decided but, but to share the clients, that, yeah. then it's not... Yeah. I mean, you don't have confidentiality is the thing. Mm -hmm. um, right. So is there any other fears? Because that would be the fear I would have is, are they recording to complain and they're going to use this against me? You know that. But do you have any other fears? Uh, well, you know, are they broadcasting it? I mean, once something is recorded, they could like put it up on the Internet and be like, right. here's my session with my therapist today. What do you think? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, right. it's it's an interesting uh, thing. I mean, but definitely not to tell them you're doing it. That's not OK. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's interesting because as I think about those fears, I think, well, if they are going to complain about me and they're going to use the recordings in their complaint and their complaint is valid, then I deserve to have them complain about me and use my actual words against me. Uh, I, because if I'm doing something unethical or illegal or something, I, th I think I sort of deserve what I get if, if I've done something wrong. And, and therefore... Everything I do as a therapist, 
I should be thinking, well, you know, what if this is recorded right now? And what if this was being observed by the ethical board or by, you know, a group of my peers? Would they be seriously frowning at anything I'm doing? And there, and if, and if the, if the answer is yes, then I shouldn't be doing that to begin with. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So on one level, I, I feel like if they were secret, you know, patronashly as she's recording, it's like, well, you know, um, if if the therapist is doing something wrong, then in some ways the client kind of has a right. It's sort of like putting cameras on police officers. Sure. You know, if police officers, you know, a lot of police officers will say this will interfere with their work. And, you know, what I have to say about that is, well, if the truth interferes with your work, then <laughs> then, you know, maybe your work isn't quite right. <laughs> if If your work can't stand the light of day. Mm -hmm. then something's wrong with your work. And I, I, I kind of feel like my work with my clients is similar to that. Now, having said that, I wouldn't personally appreciate being recorded in that way. I, but at the same time, I, I guess I'd be like, well, and if that's what they want to do, um, secretly record me. And, 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 I, and I've had thoughts like that. I've, I've, I've wondered about some clients if they were actually recording. I mean, every once in a while, I'll see a, a client kind of futzing with their phone. And I think, I wonder if they're recording this, you know, and I, but I just say, well, you know, what are you going to do? Um, I think in my earlier career, I would have been much more afraid because I was just so much more insecure about what I was doing and maybe a little bit more paranoid about what could happen. So anyway, but let's get into some specifics here. So yeah, uh, thoughts to patron Ashley, you should definitely be careful with your, if you are, you know, with the recordings you've already taken and with any future recordings, you should be very careful with those recordings because if you, your phone is hacked or you lose or whatever you're recording with, if the recordings become public, someone could post them on the internet and then all of that patient data is available to everyone in the world. So that, you know, that's something you should monitor. Um, the other thing is, is yeah, are you breaking the law? <laughs> you know, can you be? In recording someone without their knowledge, I think is breaking the law. Right. Like, so I, I'm I'm ninety. Well, I looked into it, so so I'll, oh, okay. I'll tell you the details. Oh, so you actually know? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not a lawyer, so God knows. But from what I could find, I did read the following, and it said that to record a conversation. 11 states require the consent of everybody involved, including mm -hmm. Washington State. Now, patron Ashley, I have no idea where she's emailing from. Although, Ashley, that's a that's a boy name, too, isn't it? <laughs> um, Good. Yeah. So, Ash, patron Ashley, I don't know where they live, but in California, Connecticut, Florida, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, Montana, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and Washington, you need the consent of everyone involved. Therefore... If you're in one of those states, you're actually breaking the law if you're secretly recording your, your therapist. Otherwise, you can, you know, in the United States, you can generally record conversations with only one person's consent. So if you're in Oregon, for instance, you can, you can, in general, there are, you know, there's nuances to the law, but in general, you can, you can record if you were a client, your sessions without ever, you know, notifying your, your therapist. But people can sue you if they believe or they can prove that you've been, that they themselves have been injured by your secret recording. Mm -hmm. 
And by the way, you can almost never record a conversation that you're not involved in. That's just a side note, but that doesn't really apply here. Um, so your, your therapist could sue you successfully in civil court if your therapist found out and convinced the court that they were injured by the recording. But it's hard to imagine how a therapist would be injured by what you're doing because mm -hmm. you're, just, you're just listening to it on your own. And, and also your therapist could sue you if you live in one of those 11 states mentioned, I think, uh, if I understand right, since you haven't asked for permission. So what advice do we have for Patron Ashley in this situation, Rebecca? I would say if there's a part of the session that she really gets a they really get a lot out of to maybe let the therapist know, hey, can I record this part mm -hmm. and really talk? Because this is actually they're creating a transitional object. Yeah. So um, to really let the therapist in, on uh, that's part of their process. I think the therapist could really help make something that was quite valuable. Right. Um, or they could, you know, let the therapist know something's not sticking and help them know why. Mm -hmm. um, Transitional objects meaning a, a, a the recording can act as a as a part of the therapist that the client can carry around with them that can help soothe them. The, the classic transitional object is a, is a blanket for a toddler. The, the, the toddler loves their parent and is, you know, cuddling with their parent as they're breastfeeding or whatever. And when they are separated from the parent, they might have a blanket the favorite blanket that they associate with their parent that is a transitional object and it, it helps to it helps to facilitate independence and also soothes people when they're not in contact with their attachment figure do i have that right rebecca you are correct yeah my advice is similar to yours i would say just tell your therapist your therapist is will likely be fine with it. And if your therapist is super unfine with it, then you should not be doing it. Uh, but, but your therapist will likely, you know, be fine with it. It's, it's, it's common, actually. It's not an unusual thing for clients with their therapist's permission to record sessions. Um, Can I add something? So I often do guided meditations with clients or will ask if there's something specific that they want to have recorded so i have actually done this but not the whole session mm -hmm. just a small part mm -hmm. right so they could take that with them and use that recording as a guided meditation every day outside of actual therapy so um, there's a lot of benefit to that uh, and if i mean i think some of what this person is saying is important the session goes so fast do they need the session to slow down yeah. So that, you know, if the client says, like, you just lost, you know, I'm, I'm already flooded, that's important information for the therapist to know. Mm -hmm. um, so actually, you know, this could be a really important conversation. Yeah. I will say that if a client a asked me, and they have, to record sessions, I would appreciate if they told me. Because I would... Is that your dog? Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like a bat taking off. <laughs> um, 
but I, I would appreciate it. And I would actually monitor what I was saying a little closer because it's one thing to be sitting in a room with someone and you have the relationship between the two of you, you have the rapport and you have the time to answer questions. Say, I say something that's a little off kilter. I, I can sort of gauge the client's face and body language and they or verbal language regarding how they're reacting to that. And we can have sort of a back and forth so that I can make sure that my communication is being heard the way that I hope it's being heard. But if I was to say something on a recording and then it could be played to a million people, I can't monitor that. I can't go out to those million people or whoever else is listening to it and, and make sure that they understand what I'm saying to them. And therefore, if I knew I was being recorded, I would refrain from saying things that could be easily misinterpreted by a third party. Mm-hmm. So, so that's another thing uh, that you want to give your therapist the opportunity to, to do. Maybe you could develop a contract between you and your therapist where in the contract it says you as the client will not share that audio with anyone else. You will, mm-hmm. you will listen to it between sessions and you'll delete it uh, within a week or, you know, maybe you'll, you can come to some agreement so that the therapist can just feel more secure in terms of what we're talking about. Uh, but the bottom line is, it's just not good to deceive people. <laughs> um, right. And or there's there's something happening in the dynamic. Yeah. There. That you yeah. think is is uh, being expressed through the client's non-openness. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. The fact that they're recording it, that they're listening to it after, that they feel like the session goes too fast. I mean, that's key for me. Yeah. Is that if they feel like um things are going too fast and they're missing stuff great that's super important information for the therapist yeah to know to slow it down right um yeah yeah you could slow it down the therapist and client could slow it down by taking every check-ins every 10 minutes or something so okay let's slow down how you feeling? Are you in your body? What have you been internalizing? Are you internalizing anything? Um, are you, do you need to do some relaxation so you could better integrate what we're saying in session? Um, yeah, but at the same time, I can absolutely see this. I when I listen back, when I'm involved in recording, when I'm involved in a real conversation, and I record it, and then I listen back to the recording, I always hear so much more. Even if I'm totally calm and and present in the conversation, when I listen back to a recording, I hear things that I didn't hear, or I I hear emphasis on things that I didn't hear the first time it went past me. Emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> right, and it's a phenomenological thing in that you know the the research that I've done is phenomenological research and. I've also uh, dabbled, um, you know, I, I record podcasts and I record interviews and will sometimes listen back to it as a way of editing it or just listening back to it. And and it's fascinating how much deeper my understanding gets upon listening to recordings of conversations that I've had with people. So, so I could see some absolute value in that, even if they did attempt to slow things down in session, you know? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. 
it's yeah. I mean, I think people often want the session to go longer. They want to understand more. Um, so I could, I could see that. Yeah. All right. Patron Ashley, let us know what you think about that. That does it for that episode of psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us out there. Please take care of yourself. And why should people take care of themselves, Rebecca? Uh, it's a lot of work, but it's good work. A lot of work. It's good work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <sighs>